Talk Live. Launching into another week of fun here. You can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can, of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site for free. So do head over there and enjoy those on us. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. So, um, wow, today, big day here in our little Keene, New Hampshire, where we do uh, this radio program every single night during the week. Um, Someone was murdered in Keene, and Keene's a relatively small place. It's a large town, a small, small, small city. Uh, it's twenty about 25,000 population. So in a small place like that, you generally don't get too much violent crime. And It's and definitely a shock when something like that happens in a town, in a city like this. Right. You don't it's, expect it. It's a community that, uh, you know, it's it's so small, you see the same people over and over again when, when you're out shopping or, or walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And so when something like this happens, I mean, if you're in the big city, uh, some people have been so acclimated to violent crime that, you know, they'll step over a body on the way to work and not think anything of it. They'll figure, well, someone else will take care of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's, I don't know if you've seen the, the video uh, like they have these little surveillance video things that they've done in big cities of, of people you know, clutching themselves in pain right on the steps of some mass massive uh, behemoth of a building in a city and just watching as people just walk by. That's that's mind blowing. Yeah. I don't know how someone's empathy cannot respond right. to that. It just it, they just have to be so turned off. They just have to be so disconnected in order to do that. And so anyway, people here aren't like that. You know, something happens to somebody, you know that. There's a good chance you know that person or you know somebody who knows someone. You know, you know somebody who knows that person. Yeah, the the degrees of separation are not very big. Very, very small here. And uh, so somebody was murdered uh, late last night, as uh, as I understand it, a young man, 17 years old. And it was, as I predicted, uh, it was as a result of the war on drugs. Now, of course, it was a result of people getting violent. It was a result of uh, a heat of the moment, a situation, uh, a bad a deal gone bad in the black market. Uh, but it, you certainly it didn't have to go to violence. But that's the way things go in the black market. And, of course, I'm being excoriated by the trolls over at freekeen.com because, well, you're being insensitive. How dare you use this uh, as uh, you know, a tool to push your crazy agenda? For instance, is mm. what one of them said. So, is it crazy? What's crazy about wanting that to stop and not wanting it to happen to anyone else? Yeah, they, you know, his mother would be offended if she saw this. Really, I would think that his mom or anybody uh, that knew him, and I, I bet I met a bunch of his friends today at a memorial yeah. for him. Uh, but I would think that those people would want this to not happen in the future. You know, maybe I'm just going out on a limb there. I would yeah. think that uh, folks would see this and say, "Oh my God, this fact, is horrible." It's, it's, it's it's it is often a a tragedy like this that inspires people to change things absolutely uh, memorials uh uh often inspire uh pro- programs or something in the name of the person who died to try to change it so that it doesn't keep happening absolutely you look at something like this and the way it strikes this you know a, a community any community uh because even in bigger cities there are still neighborhoods where people know each other but you look at the way this uh, this strikes a community, and you, you you look at this, and you say, "Well, what can we do? Why did this happen?" And and the answer is more than just, "Well, somebody got ripped off in a drug deal." I mean, that's that is the answer, and that's the direct that's the short story. answer, right? But that's not looking at the roots 
of why that happened in the first place. And to not want to look at that or to turn away from it and say, you guys are, you're just troublemakers. Go away. Stop talking about these opinions. That, that's, that's someone else that's using the tragedy for their political motivations. You know, they, they, if they don't like, if they don't like you, your politics, then well, right. they can try and demonize you because As, you cared about this and tried to do something positive. Yeah. Uh, and, and I did actually go out to a 420 uh, celebration today, which this, these were young people. I mean, we're talking about a 17 year old was the, the victim, uh, a 19 year old, the alleged the alleged person to, who committed this. I mean, obviously the details are sketchy here, so we don't know everything. I just know what I've heard from people. And from what I've heard, this wasn't somebody who stepped into a fight. This was somebody who was owed some money. And I'm not saying it was right what he did. I don't know what he did. I wasn't there. I don't know who threw the first punch. I don't know any of that stuff. But I do know that one of them ended up with knife wounds, apparently to the liver and the heart. And one of them died. And so now a mother out there is less one child. And friends are out, you know, best a best friend. So 1-800-259-9231 is the number here. I think it's absolutely appropriate to talk about why this happened. Why it is that two people would have entered into this agreement in this situation in the first place and for somebody to look at this as one of the trolls did over at freekeen.com and say well even in uh, legal drug world this could still have happened well not very likely how often does somebody get killed it, over it, a case it, of beer yeah no it's it isn't very likely at all and right you're talking fact, about hundred dollars this is worth this, is, this is this is the result of the black market of 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 transactions being pushed into the underground because they can't be t- can't take place out in the open for fear of things that would happen if they did and so you have yeah you have this this underground market that dr- where the prices are driven up where the competition uh for these really um you know people uh, there's so much money to be made in this underground that it really does it leads to some you know and 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 it attracts shady characters because of that uh and there's so much money to be made that that sort of environment leads to all kinds of turf wars and things like that over that dale you know what you just can't empathize (laughs) i think (laughs) i think that that's exactly what we're trying to do i think that's exactly what we're trying to do i mean what's the use of empathy yeah i hear you i know exactly they're like the worst talk radio callers yeah, uh, because they're completely anonymous. It's it's incredibly hypocritical because there's a political tactic to 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 telling to to getting to attacking you for basically addressing what's going on here and actually trying to do something about it, uh, and and to say that you know you, that you're using this for your political goals when uh, that's exactly what that's exactly what they're doing. That's you know they're, you know they're demonizing you because you because of your approach to this, but the but the reality is that. What's the use of empathy if it doesn't if it doesn't lead you if it doesn't inspire you to try and prevent something like this from happening right. again in the future? Right, because I can empathize with. I mean, we can't bring next. him back. We can't bring him back. But can we can we try to keep it from happening again? Absolutely. What can and what can be done toward that end? Because at, at this point, the war on drugs isn't said, uh, scheduled to end anytime soon. No, nobody has proposed an end to the war on drugs. Sure, a lot of compassionate. Empathetic people have, have proposed, say, medical marijuana. Mer- medical marijuana has done fairly well in a number of states across the country. 
But there hasn't really been any significant reform that I know of. Please correct me if I'm wrong on the, the issue of cocaine. Now, I'm not a fan of cocaine. I'm I, not either. It kind of scares me. I, I don't. You know, I, I, I don't like it. But I don't see the solution to that as uh, this violent drug war. Right. I, I uh, you know, someone who's got a cocaine problem, I would I wish we'd start treating that as like a medical problem. And, yeah, it's a or, personal or an, issue. A personal issue that your family might intervene. I don't I'd rather families intervene than people who than care police or, yeah. or a charitable organization that's actually trying to help as opposed to uh, a violent organization that's going to push all this into the into the dark corners and into the underground. Right. And another and, point and about dark corners like and underground when it comes to cocaine and other hard drugs is a lot of people who have a problem with cocaine, and I, I'm not going to say either of these people did. I don't know them. But a lot of people who have a problem with cocaine, they – well, they'll do desperate things because of the, the expensive – uh, price. Or, or any like ex- expensive with a, a, a expensive and potentially very addictive drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the same it, it, whether it's cocaine or meth or something that's very addictive uh, that tends to cause addictive problems. And you have someone, uh, uh, yeah, the things that it can. Is it insensitive to talk about this? One eight hundred. I mean, do you really believe that? One eight hundred two five nine. No, they just don't like your politics. I'm calling out the trolls. Because they, they love to hide behind their uh, their keyboards over at freekeen.com, the local newspaper. And, uh, you know, you guys, you've got nothing. 800-259-9231. The only way to stop this stuff from happening in the future is to stop the aggression of the people calling themselves the state. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. Talk live, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. Dale's with us. Thanks to flamingfreedom.com. That's his radio program, Prometheus Unchained. Flamingfreedom.com is where you can go to download. Archives and such regarding your LGBT-oriented liberty-friendly talk show? Liberty, yeah, liberty perspective on LGBT issues. It's good stuff. I enjoy listening every time I do. So Thank you. Flamingfreedom.com. And I enjoy doing it. It's a blast. Yeah. Well, we're talking about something that's not a blast, and that well, is uh, murder. And on that subject, yeah. uh, the, the, tr- the trolls that are, that, are, that are calling you to claiming you have no empathy— how many of them were at the memorial with him, with the the friends of? That's this a good question. I want to talk person. about that here in a moment. We'll talk about the uh, the memorial, and of course, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is uh, the number. Maybe you want to talk about the war on drugs and how it's touched your life. And usually, when it touches someone's life, it's in a very, very nasty fashion. 
1-800-259-9231. Also, uh, want to make sure you know about the Bitcoin because the U.S. dollar is devaluing and you can see it happening every day. You know a currency is going to take over at some point and wouldn't you like to be in at the ground floor? Bitcoins are decentralized, anonymous internet currency that are free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. I am a, a bit of a fan of the Bitcoin. In fact, quite a fan. Uh, you can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems to be increasing over time. So find out more at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. Now then, to bring you up to speed, uh, today in our little keen New Hampshire, there was or early, early, early this morning, there was a stabbing. And unfortunately, that resulted in someone um, dying at a hospital later of uh, wounds to the liver and the heart. 17-year-old victim, alleged 19-year-old uh, perpetrator. Allegedly also about a drug deal gone bad, essentially. Now, I've kind of been trying to work out the details on exactly, you know, who sold what to who and who owed money to who. But that doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. If you want to know more about that, you can go to freekeen.com. But that the, the details don't matter. It was a horrible thing that didn't have to happen. One, because people didn't don't have to use violence to solve their problems. But Otherwise, I understand why people do. I understand why people get upset when somebody owes them money and they, you know, they allegedly won't pay it back, etc. But I also understand that that situation likely would never have occurred if we were to end prohibition. And anyone who looks at that in balks is someone who's not paying attention to history. They're not, they're not looking. Look at the history of alcohol prohibition. It's, it comes up all the time. I don't know how people don't. It's so blatantly obvious. If you look at all the violence that was tied to that, that ended, that just cold ended uh, with the end of alcohol prohibition and except, until new prohibitions were, uh, kicked in to, to to refuel that that whole dark, violent era. Yeah. When will it end? Because until it does end, wherever you are, you don't have to be in Keene, New Hampshire, wherever you are, you are at risk doesn't matter whether you are involved in the drug trade or not. You are at risk. Your family is at risk. Your friends are at risk. Because people who are desperate to buy drugs will do crazy, desperate things. They'll steal from their own grandmother. They'll feel bad about it, maybe, but they're going to do it because the drugs are more important. And if you haven't seen this happening, then I'm sorry. You don't understand what, what's going on. You talk to a – go ahead. Talk to any cop. Next time there's a burglary nearby you and ask him, you know, if they happen to catch the guy, ask him. Something that doesn't on its face appear to be drug related. Right. Just ask him. What, what, what started this? Why? Did you ask the guy why this happened? Oh, yeah. It's drugs. Oh, you mean illegal drugs. You mean the drugs that are prohibited or the gray market ones like pills that are uh, prescription because this stuff happens those, for pills too. Those end too. up in the, in the black market uh, right? because without, you know, if you prescription drugs can end up being very valuable to people who can't get the prescription for them and just want them maybe for recreational use Some or of something. those prescription pills go for upwards of 20 bucks a pop on the marketplace, on the black market. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that that, that too is a type of drug war that that and that the cost of medication is drastically driven up by the fact that you need a prescription for some of these things there's that whole that's a that's a that's really a market that's protected by that sort of sheltered market and that is protected by the people that have the monopoly on it you know the the medical industry the pharma 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 pharmacological Mm -hmm. companies the doctors all that the that's sheltered uh, for those those people make a killing on it, and those those medical expenses are driven up drastically by that drug war. 
So it's all part of the drug war. Yeah, it it absolutely is. And uh, so, again, your thoughts are welcome. 800-259. all statism driven. Oh, sorry. No worries. The phone number. 259-9231. It is uh, statism driven. You know, the desire to control others. This is how it manifests. You want to tell people what they can do with their life? You want to tell them what things they can put in their body? They're going to do it anyway. And when they do it anyway, they're, uh, you know, when, when they slip through the cracks, so to speak, when, they, when you're, they're, they're slipping through the force uh, that you're trying to apply on them, that it really manifests in some nasty ways because people react to force in different ways. And some of them react violently over time. Not, I'm not talking about directly uh, to the cops. But the cops were being violent today as well, uh, threatening at one point to pepper spray everybody in a park who had gathered for a memorial. Well, that's, and I was that's actually, not much empathy. Yeah, and I'm not speculating on that one because I was there to hear the threat. I was there. There was a group of folks, maybe 50 strong, maybe more than 50, a, a large group of folks who knew the victim in this case, the uh, alleged perpetrator was being arraigned in the court nearby and they had gathered in the park outside you know in a show of remembrance and it was a memorial thing there was a bit of a i guess scuffle between two participants obviously emotions are, are running high you're dealing with younger people here and it's a it's a difficult situation for for folks so something a little bit of something broke out the cops showed up in force it wasn't a big deal people handled it they'd stopped i mean it wasn't like i walked up on a street brawl or something like that it was it was pretty much There's- over by the time i walked up but the uh, police roll up on the scene with all of the force they could muster in that moment. They had the sheriffs out. They had the stadies out. They had all the keen cops out. And they roll up with these canisters of uh, pepper spray, threaten everybody in the park, if you don't leave in three seconds, you'll be sprayed. That's what I heard today. Lovely. What What was the – what for? What was their – Now, well, see, this aggression is- solves problems, see? Well, and I just wonder their justification process, because I'm sure they're claiming that that was a lawful order. But for that to be a lawful order, to to order someone to leave a public place, there has to be suspicion, uh, reasonable suspicion that they're about to commit a crime. Mm. Well, what claim? (laughs) I wonder what they got nothing. All they all they have is they're investigating a crime. That's all they have. Which, of course, if you want to investigate the crime, maybe actually talking to the people that were there. Yeah, not having them uh, scatter. You're not trying to investigate a crime if right. you tell everyone to leave. <laughs> everyone that might be involved or who might have witnessed anything. Right. These are people who are mostly younger, and they're of the uh, kind of the mindset that maybe the police aren't the most helpful of uh, individuals. What did you just make yourself look like to them? You know, you could have come in there and actually attempted to do the right thing and just investigate the claims. You know, find out about who was fighting who and what started it. Get different perspectives on the... No, no, you come in there and clear the park with pepper spray. Luckily, people were obedient and they didn't open up their pepper spray on anybody. But nonetheless, the threat was still there. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of these airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Can you relate to this? It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great... Julius Caesar and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there free. Not because I can empathize with what it's like to have to pay for a crappy talk show website, but because, well, I, I can empathize with you. It sucks going on talk show websites and having to pay a bunch of money to get all their uh, their archives. So you can go and get yeah. it free over at freetalklive.com and enjoy it. Uh, so we've got that and a bunch of other features there, all there, freetalklive.com. Plus, you need to know about vapor smiths, if you're a cigarette smoker, that is. Those things are going to kill you someday, likely. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? Well, you should because they are a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier. And here's a great offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker, maybe that's you, will save $120 per month. Some people smoke two packs a day. That's a lot of yeah. money. So uh, you could start and being a lot of health problems. Mm-hmm. Feeling better and smelling better. And what more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR. That's 855-2-GET-VAPOR or Vaporsmiths.com. So 800-259-9231 is our number here. We're talking about something that doesn't happen around these parts too often. Maybe it's that way around where you live as well, if you, unless you're in urban uh, areas and we've got listeners all over the country. But we're talking about murder. And whether you live in a, in a big urban zone or the smallest of towns, you still have people that live near you that you probably know to some extent or another. And it hurts when this stuff happens. It's difficult to handle but should people stay quiet about their opinion because of some naysayers out there should people who have an idea about how to prevent murder in the future by say ending the war on drugs and therefore destroying you know all like 80 percent of the violence in society ending the war on drugs is it is it bad and sensitive to put that information out there should somebody wait is there a certain number of weeks one should wait uh, before one can make a comment it's like the people that say there's a problem with joking say about like uh, you know Amy Winehouse there's something wrong mm. as though there's something wrong with it's trying to soon. find levity. saying it's too soon right. like with like there's something wrong with trying to find levity in a situation with trying to look on the bright side and not be completely down in the dumps I, I can want. understand that, I, but you know, we're obviously not making. Uh, this is not a joke. Obviously, no. this is nobody's I mean, made a joke we are, on this show. We're you know literally trying to empathize with the, with this this person, the people who care about him, and and actually try to you know address why it happened and how it could be prevented again. Right, but I don't get upset about people who tell jokes after something. I don't, even though I we're don't not either, joking. Uh, but, I don't get upset because yeah. I think that some people, that's how they cope. Yeah. You know, they, they want to cover up whatever it is they're feeling by laughing. And there's not, I don't yeah. think there's anything inherently wrong with I that, think but I see why people sometimes are Sometimes it's people it. who aren't close to... I, I'm not... I don't... I didn't even know who Amy, Amy Winehouse was. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't feel that closeness. Um and but you know i would avoid making jokes i mean it would be easy for me to joke about it because i don't know her personally and stuff uh, but uh but i would probably avoid that just because out of out of being out of sensitivity to people who are who are close to her. that said if you'd you like know. to tell some amy winehouse jokes 800-259-9231 so uh but uh, so today i went to this memorial and uh, was a memorial 420 as the individual in question who was uh, who was killed today he 
had gone to these. You know, we've talked about the 420s a lot on Free Talk Live. It's, uh, it's kind of something that is unique to Keene, New Hampshire, where back in 2009, some liberty-loving folks and a bunch of uh, people that live in the, the town here got together on Central Square, right in the heart of downtown, and uh, commenced to smoke in some cannabis. And the police commenced to make some arrests. And the people went out to the police department and they smoked out in the police station lobby. And I'm really truncating the story here for you. There's yeah, a lot of background. There were several events that, yeah. that basically led to the point where now 420s happen all the time in Central Square. And there's and it's, taken and, for and it's a safe place. Yeah, it's, it's a safe place to actually to actually. You know, These are some of the people, water. though, the folks that were out there today. Some of them are, are some of the hardcores that have been there for a long time doing the 420. This is their culture. This is the culture, uh, you know, of a, it's a young person's culture, and I can't claim to, to be in it, right? Like, I'm familiar with pot. I've smoked pot for a long time, but I can't really claim to be part of their culture. I'm not even part of their, their generation. I'm on the, outs, you know, the, the outskirts of it. I'm, a, that, I'm born in you know, the, the early, early, early 80s, which means that uh, I'm kind of on the end of one generation and the beginning of another generation because somebody arbitrarily decides when generations uh, begin and end and Anyway, so what I'm saying is, I to some extent, I, I, I don't know a lot of these people, right? I've met them here and there, and one of the young ladies that I do know is actually inside the courthouse, Kate, who's one of our bloggers over at freekeen.com. She was in the courthouse because they were having the, the uh, arraignment for the alleged stabber, and so I was outside, and you know I've got my two-way radio on me because you never know what's, what's going to happen out there. It's one of the tools that a lot of the activists use around here. And so I guess I was creeping out some of, uh, some of the kids. You know, <laughs> like There's this guy that was standing there. He's got a two-way radio. He's standing kind of looking around at everything. And, uh, and so <laughs> eventually ended up kind of connecting uh, with some of them, and you know, they realized that I wasn't a cop uh, at that point. One of them was like, hey, I've seen you on Cop Block. And uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a cop blocker. And so that that kind of uh, that went pretty well. But inevitably, you know, in any group of people, there are going to be some detractors. And when I spoke to the police about their role in this, because, again, they came into the park and they threatened everybody with pepper spray if they didn't leave. As I was leaving the park, I had a few words with one of the cops about how, you know, this this blood to some extent is on their hands and that it's because of their enforcing of prohibition that, that, uh, you know, things like this happen. And there was maybe, you know, two or three people that voiced displeasure at me voicing those uh, those opinions, you know, as though somehow I was attacking his memory or that, you know, how dare I even be there because I didn't know him. And it's true. I didn't know him. Uh, but I am in a, you know, I am in a public place and it's okay for me to empathize with this situation and to come out and, and show my support. So that's what I was doing. And I think most people were, were understanding because eventually the cops cleared out of the park. We went back over in there and I stayed and hung out it's, for you know, quite a while. It's key to point out here that uh, a lot of his friends would completely sympathize with you on trying to end prohibition. Oh, yeah. They absolutely. I know this. for a fact I mean, they these would. are close friends of his. And who, who better to speak uh, on your behalf than uh, to, to in support of of your message than right. his friends, you know, people who are yeah. close to him. And and there are some of them there who know me better than others. And, uh, and I think that they certainly know Kate. 
uh, who's again in their age range, and they certainly know her, and they know uh, some of the other folks that uh, people know people around here. And you're right, they do understand when presented with the ideas of freedom, they understand. But of course, this is not a time for presenting them with the ideas of you know of anything, uh, because a lot of people are very upset and, and emotional. So I mean, I wasn't there passing out leaflets or anything like that, but I was pretty upset about the police. Uh, pep- threatening to pepper spray everybody and so i let them i let fly with a few words at a memorial no less that that is insensitive right there of course the other side of the well but that that doesn't surprise me because when the man burned himself which wasn't that long ago Mm -hmm. uh on the steps of of the courthouse the superior courthouse in Kane, uh, we put flowers down there uh, out of you know uh, the edge of the curb, uh, out of the way of anyone walking up to the door and everything, and they were immediately confiscated the moment we stepped away. And we 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 tried to to ask you know the, we went to the, the, we were told the sheriff did it. We went tried to go to the sheriff's office and say, you know what is what is wrong with you? It, do you are you are you just cold inside? Are you dead inside? Are you are you you know? He starts quoting rules and things. I'm like a man died here. And it was a memorial. You know, it, it, there's nothing, there's no statement being made there other than someone died and this is, you know, let's just not immediately forget this person. But that seemed to be like, like there was this desire to sweep it. You know, That's they painted they it. Want. They painted over. They swept it. It's like they wanted to sweep the dust under the rug as quickly Absolutely. as possible and forget about him as quickly as possible. Thou shalt like, this not is question. a real person. Yeah. That was exactly right. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe you've experienced something like this. Maybe you know what it's like to have somebody who is has been in the, the, you know, the world of the cocaine trade or been addicted to cocaine. I kind of like to talk about addiction here in a little bit if we get a chance as well. At 800-259-9231, you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR, or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Talk live, and you can bring up anything by dialing in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there free if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live. You can shop with us over at Amazon by entering Amazon through our affiliate link over at shop.freetalklive.com. When you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll be presented with different links for different countries. You click into the appropriate one for you and get your shopping taken care of. It's the same Amazon you're used to. You're just entering through our portal so they know to send us a portion of the sale. So start your shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com. We go to Brian in New Hampshire on the amp lines. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. You were talking about this uh, this guy who burned himself, immolated, uh, on the, the front of the court steps, mm-hmm. uh, what, uh, about a month ago, a month and a half, maybe? Yeah, man set himself on fire in frustration, ultimate uh, frustration uh, of the apex of it, if you will, uh, when he had been spending a decade of his life trying to see his kids in a completely just horrific justice, so-called justice system, yeah. 
just a sad, sad story. And it started with some, you know, kind of maybe inappropriate act, but then just kind of, kind of uh, snowballed from there to the point where the guys, you know, doused themselves with gas. And so then, you know, of course, their first reaction is to clean it up. Not only clean it up, but they, they can't clean the stains off. They paint the stains. And then mm-hmm. you guys found out. Uh, a little later, that the, they didn't paint the stains on the, what the face of the steps or something like that. You can yeah. still see a little bit of the of the stains. Yeah, the the charring from the man's charring. flaming body uh, was still there on a large portion of the kind of the. I guess the, the the portion of the step that was the front of the step, if you will, not the top, uh, but the front yeah, the of the step. And there was only one <laughs> step, so it was probably pretty easy to overlook that. And, and then, and then, you know, people they, they're having a memorial and trying to put flowers in. You guys are just talking about how you put flowers in, and they immediately snap them up. Yep. Yes, and then exactly. you know, it's just like the I stepped away for a moment. Door. We were about to leave, and then I re- and I had forgotten something, so I started to come back, and they were gone by the time I turned around and came back. They were just like waiting for us to walk away, and then came out and snatched them all up. You know what? You're just yeah. putting those flowers they're, there. Uh, You're just putting those flowers there to further your own purposes. You just right. can't empathize. The, 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 you know, the, the, there wasn't any. There were no. If you look at the, you know, we had some little cards that said "in memory of" and stuff. There were there were no political statements on those cards. I mean, it was just. Well, that, I mean, they, yeah. they, they see that as a political statement because they they know. They know just just the guy, just but. acknowledging the person's existence, uh, and and their death. That that was a to them as a political statement. They were trying to erase this person and erase the event and just like just just you know whitewash it away. Literally whitewash it away. Yeah, but that's their actions. But, but let's take a look at the at the motivations. And let's say that a cop was uh, killed on the front steps, or uh, or a or a city worker, you know, uh, killed himself or whatever. We would not uh, hear the end of it for weeks. It would be yeah, it would be everywhere. A, placed a wreath or a flower on there. They'd repot that thing to make sure that it stayed there forever, so that we would all remember that mm. cop. We would all remember that bureaucrat. There'd probably be a permanent memorial yep. of some sort. There'd I be a, you're right. right, exactly. Um, well, now, I this, see. This, this brings mm-hmm. me to another thing. This brings me to another thing I see every day uh, on, on the freeways. You're driving around town here, and I remember that guy. There was a, a couple of brothers, I guess, in California who got arrested for putting up a, a temporary sign just kind of hanging it on a freeway overpass that said, uh, yeah. what, uh, taxes, theft or something? That's right. The, the good men do something, guys. They, uh, that's what they are on Facebook. Good men do something is their Facebook page. Yep. They're still yeah, going to court for that. Message like taxes, theft, or, you know, in the war or something like that. And, you know, boom, cops are there, arrest them, they're out of here. Every day, man, every day I'm out on the freeways, every single freaking overpass has, welcome home, Sergeant First Class, la, 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 mm-hmm. and a bunch of American flags and missing in action flags, and those things stay up for months. Well, don't you understand, Brian, when it's a memorial to a soldier or a police officer, it's not distracting to the drivers. It's only political but, signs that are distracting. Signs that have opinions are distracting to drivers. It's clear that that is not public property. Uh, the, the term public property, of course, if you understand the meaning of what property is, is, a, is an oxymoron. And it's clear that that is not public property. It is property of the state. And the state is an entity separate from the us peons. It's an imaginary it, entity. I mean, it, it doesn't exist. It's it, just an idea. This organization of people who control that property, it is not public property. There's an organization of people that control that property, and they are using it for their ends. And right. how dare we, little peons, little serfs, uh, try to make use of that in any other way than, than they deem uh, you know, uh, acceptable? Yeah. Brian, other thoughts you want to share? No, I just wanted to uh, show that uh, uh, that uh, contrast. 
Thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you at 800. That's a great, that's a great point. This double standard that is so clear. Somebody gets in a car, there's some sort of a train wreck and one person's a police officer. They're the ones with the parade, not the rest of the people. 1-800-259-9231. That's, there's just something wrong there. Now, by the way, at the memorial uh, today that I attended, they and others as well, it was, for the most part, a, uh, a very peaceful occasion. When I arrived, however, I had noticed that uh, somebody had done something that, you know, there's some, occasionally there's some chalking uh, done by activists up here, and people get all upset about the chalk, my God. Of course, it was actually raining today, and there was something that had been painted at the park. So somebody had come along with what appeared to be spray paint and sprayed a memorial message uh, to their friend. That's how upset people are over this. You know, these people didn't vandalize the park uh, previously, but somebody decided to put a permanent memorial message on uh, one of the you know the blocks out there, one of the, the sidewalk blocks, and I'm sure it'll be painted over just like uh, you know the, 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 the scar marks of this man that set himself on fire. Uh, but nonetheless, it's not going to be that easy for them to uh, to make this one go away either. So, all that said, cocaine uh, is another factor here, and I think it might be interesting to touch on the addiction portion of this. In fact, Jay is on the line in Wyoming who wants to go there. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hey. I just was going to re- uh, relate a couple of stories I thought were odd from quite a few years ago when I used to be, like, pretty deep into the scene. Okay. Cocaine, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really into it. We'd shoot that stuff up, like, morning, mm. you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, much. boy. And, uh... Well, one of the things that kind of relate to the show and freedom and all that was, you know, back in Tucson, you're able to buy needles. It's pretty much up to the store owner if they or the pharmacist if they want to sell you needles or not, hmm. which is the way it should be, obviously. You know, you should be able to make that decision. But Is that I a statewide decriminalization time, measure or is it a Tucson thing? No, I'm pretty sure that they can – I mean, it, it's, the, it's the person's discretion at the pharmacy at the time. I know it is at Walmart. It must be – it might be different policies for different stores. So, and you know, like obviously you should, if it's your store, you should be able to decide. Mm-hmm. But as far as the, the attitudes of people go, I, I remember some friends of ours brought this girl over one time, and they're like, oh, you need to have her shoot up yours. She, blah, blah, blah. She's been shooting up this crap, whatever, you know. And so they sent me into a store one time, you know, and I wasn't able to buy it because they said, oh, we knew you're going to use it for cocaine. Mm. I was like, listen, you know, we got a girl out there, blah, blah, blah. She's probably going to do it anyways. So we went back to the house. I wasn't able to get to the needles. Oh, man. And they said, you know, whatever happens. And we told her, no, just wait. You know, we'll try another one later. We'll try another one later. Well, it was about an hour later. One of her other friends opened the bathroom door, and she had found a dirty rig inside of a beer can in, a, in the trash <sighs> of our hotel room. And she had snuck that into the bathroom with some of the cocaine, and she was shooting that up. Oh, gosh. Well, people shoot up cocaine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I haven't heard like, of cocaine being shot up. But oh, that it's just... a totally different... You should get see like you can tell I used to be kind of an addict on it because uh-huh. even now my eyes light up. I'm like, oh, it's totally different. It's <laughs> oh. one of those drugs to where it, it changes the whole experience. It's like, yeah. you know, it's the one drug. Even heroin's kind of the same if you eat it, if, if you take it. But that, you shoot up cocaine, it's like the difference between night and day. Jay, you didn't start there though, right? You started by snorting it, I imagine. Yeah, I started a couple times. Actually, I had shot up. Uh, I shot up like ketamine. I was into psychedelics before, uh-huh. and so when I really found, like, when I moved down to Arizona, where there's a lot of those kind of like methamphetamine and cocaine and stuff like that, 
I was already in that mindset to where, like, well, why am I going to do this? Well, I bypass all that crap and start shooting it. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I got sorted it, and it, it's quite a big difference, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Even, like, we shoot up so, crackheads and just watch them freak out, you know, like, oh, my God. So, wow, that's quite a lifestyle, man. And what do, when did you finally get out? Um, I, I started mellowing out, like, about uh, maybe three years ago before I moved out of Tucson, mm-hmm. the quality went down and it ended up like we did, we had a really good supplier at that time. We knew a guy that brought it in from Mexico, his family and kind of the price was a situation to where it didn't get as good and just kind of sifted out of it, you know? Interesting. So there wasn't one particular event that, uh, that pushed you over the edge then? No, I just, you know, kind of just moved on to doing different things. Thanks, Jay. Stay safe out there, and thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the story at 800-259-9231. Great example of how prohibition led a young lady who could have otherwise have done drugs in a safer manner to take extreme risks, risks of AIDS, hepatitis. Uh, 800-259-9231. We're going to come back with more. Your thoughts certainly welcome, especially if you've got uh, experience with addiction. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. So uh, for those of you just tuning in, the show opened up with what is essentially a story that's local. And I don't want this to sound like, you know, a local yokel uh, radio show or anything like that. But sometimes things that are local have uh, rever- reverberations uh, that can be worldwide, certainly nationwide. The issues at hand are as critical. So, you know, I've kept names and details out of this particular version of the events, uh, but all those details are available over at freekeen.com for those that, that are interested in, in digging deeper into this. But uh, what sparked an hour's worth of discussion is uh, the continued examples of what happens when people are aggressed against in different ways. So we've discussed just within the last month and a half, there have been two very, very tragic occurrences here in our very own little town of Keene, New Hampshire. One Back in June, mid-June, a man set himself on fire, killed himself, self-immolated in front of the local courthouse over a custody matter, which was uh, very difficult for him. And uh, he had gone to the end of his rope, so to speak, and decided to take his own life. And he took his life for the purpose of encouraging conversation. He wanted people to talk about what it was that he was interested in. You know, it was – it's – he, I think he just felt that hopeless and he was trying to convey that sense of hopelessness. And, and he, he, there was that sense, I think, of not being able to do anything, feeling completely helpless and uh, just trying to convey that 
convey that in his last dying moment. And he may have been heading out to jail. I mean, that's what he was looking at, was going to a hearing shortly thereafter uh, and possibly being put in jail on contempt of court because he had lost his job, was unable to pay the child support payments uh, that he was being you know, forced to pay. And so the idea is you put somebody in jail and then somehow they're going to pay the child support payments. Uh, yeah. that that the, the, You know, when you were mentioning the woman who used the really dirty needles that she got out of a, a beer can mm. uh, and how if she'd been able to get clean needles, at least it would have been better. It would have been much better for her. The, the, the potential health problems would be a lot less. You know, it's called harm reduction. Trouble. Yeah, harm reduction. And my my immediate thought, and it relates to this this incident, my immediate my immediate thought is the people uh, the the there's so many people who are just like good riddance. You know, if that's the way she's going to be, then then you know, good riddance. And and they that's may not horrible. say that. They may not outright say that, but that's the attitude. Uh, is that she's this she's this low. A drug user who doesn't deserve sympathy, who doesn't deserve help, uh, and and that's the attitude that fuels a violent drug war, and and it's the same attitude I think toward this person and, and anyone in his shoes is oh they're deadbeat dad, and and I've I've heard a number of these cases and I've and I've known people who uh, and I've heard the what they're what's expected of them, uh, and 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 I've seen them in in a place where they they they're, they're struggling just to survive. And they're in, they're being they're being you know payments are being demanded of them when uh, it's a struggle just to just for them to survive and pay their own bills right and then they get arrested again for a violation of probation or something what is like the that? real goal it's the goal to help the children if it is then what does that do locking them up what does that do it just I think there's just that there's just this there's this really thoughtless. Uh, and, and totally without empathy, hatred. There's just this anger and and that this just directed at them, and there's just this desire to punish. And well, it's, it's the really, belief that it'll solve a problem. It's the this it's mistaken the whole belief. punitive system, the right. whole punitive justice system, which is all designed, to, which is designed to spread out the misery. Like if you've inflicted misery on someone, well, let's make you feel miserable as well, right. instead of a restorative justice system, which is designed to try and heal the the damage that's been done and try to make things better and actually try to prevent things in the future. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. This is totally an animalistic vengeance driven irrational system well look at how people are behaving you're absolutely right and to some extent that system is a reflection of all of us right and and what people believe in general about what solves problems and if you look around the world there's plenty of examples of people who believe that violence solves problems now they don't necessarily believe it in their own personal life and that just a lot of people aren't violent with their kids for instance some are but in their in their their social life and their beliefs about you know government and society they believe that violence solves problems well we'll just put the screws to these uh, deadbeat moms and dads and they will uh, pay up you, you, know? you know you can't get blood out of a stone yeah exactly but you okay. will get a guy setting himself on fire out in front of uh, the courthouse now today early this morning an, a murder occurred in Keene, new hampshire and that's also, you know, these are unusual things for a, a town the size of 25,000. And so this murder occurs not because of a political statement, but because of ultimately political decisions that were made. Now, the murder happened because of uh, allegedly a drug deal that had gone bad. And again, the details are over at freekeen.com if you care about that, because, you know, that's something somewhat important, but not critical to the issue at hand. And that is that had there been no war on drugs in the first place... 
these two young men, one of whom is now dead with stab wounds to his heart and liver, these two young men probably never would have been in the situation in which they were in. Highly doubtful. Because Highly because doubtful. you could go to the grocery store or to you know the head shop or to CVS, Walmart, uh, you know Walgreens, the pharmacy, and get the drugs you're looking for. And somebody made the claim, one of the earlier commenters over at freekeen.com made the claim that, so you just want kids to, you know, your kids are really irresponsible. You just want kids to be, uh, have access to cheap drugs, huh? Well, right now they're getting the drugs and they're paying a lot for them. And as a result, they're doing crimes. You'll hear cops say it's easier for kids to get illegal drugs than it is to get legal ones like like alcohol and and tobacco. You know... Kids still get yeah. their hands on alcohol as well, so they I don't do. really even know they what do. that. They do. I'm just saying that yeah. if if that is your concern, the drug war is not the answer. Yeah. No, it's never the been answer. the answer. It's it's I, the history of prohibition is a history of violence, is a history of unintended consequences, and it's also you know it's at this point they're predictable consequences. You prohibit something, and predictable things will occur. Yeah, the same things that happened in the past with alcohol are happening today. And they'll happen again if you ban something else. So I understand why people don't want to see this, especially if they're people who believed in prohibition. That you believe, oh, this is going to work. We're just going to crack down real hard. We'll teach them a lesson. And then they'll never forget it. Well, look around. It hasn't, they haven't learned. You can keep locking people up in cages. They get out, they want to go get high. That doesn't solve the problem. Someone who's addicted to drugs needs to be ready to end that addiction. They need to be prepared for it. They need to make the choice to end it. Usually forcing someone into treatment is not a very successful method of making them change. They, their change has to come from within. That's really true of any deep learning process. Any kind of true personal evolution has to come from within. You can, you can guide people. You can give them information. Sure. There's a lot you can do, but ultimately the, the transformation has to start from within. Absolutely. And when you've got prohibition around, that actually, well, it, it, it inhibits people because yeah. they're scared. They know that there's a cage out there waiting for them. If only the police were to find out that they are cocaine user, that they, ha- they could possibly have some coke or some other drug on their person or in their home or in their car. My goddess, I couldn't possibly go and tell the doctor that I have a problem. They might tell the police. And if you don't think that drug users are paranoid about that stuff, you don't know about drug use. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Especially yeah. stimulants like, you know, cocaine. Which, uh, by the and this way, is the reason why a lot of people, when they have a drug overdose or something like that, are afraid to go to the hospital. That's because, right. And then, and then that leads to yet more deaths. You know, someone needs to be able to go to the hospital and and not have those sorts of repercussions hanging over them. Shh, Dale, you can't talk about these things. But, it's just so, it's wrong. But it's again, wrong. well, and but again, people are dismissive of that. They don't care about those people. They don't really care about those people. How dare and, you, Dale? And good riddance is their attitude. How, how dare you suggest solutions in this time of this time of hurt? You should wait for several weeks before you say anything about what you might want to change because someone might be offended. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves, or you can say it now when most people are paying attention and maybe open to some new ideas. Bring up what you want. Tell us about your addiction experiences as well. Free Talk Live. 
Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free, which include archives. So if you missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, and if you click into the archives section, that'll take you all the way back to late 2006, all free for you at freetalklive.com. Dot com Gold and silver. Looking to get your hands on some of it? Well, I think that's a fine idea. I've done so myself, and I've done it through Midas Resources, which is an organization that we've been teamed up with for a long time because Midas is essentially the parent company behind the company that syndicates this radio program, uh, GCN. So when you buy through silver.freetalklive.com, or call 877-857-9938. You can get your hands on uh, some U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, and more. Hand-selected uh, for this purpose to make it easy to get gold and silver. And I think you're going to find that the prices are pretty darn good as well. Go ahead and check around and then go to silver.freetalklive.com and place your order uh, for some silver or gold today. That's silver.freetalklive.com or 877-857-9938. As we continue here talking about some of the consequences, the tragic consequences of the war on drugs, uh, resulting in killings and shootings and uh, just robberies and breaking and enterings and just horrible things happening to people, whether they're involved in the drug trade or not. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. Maybe you've been involved in this world. We did have Jay call in earlier from Wyoming telling his story about being involved in the uh, CD world of the, co- the, you know, the black market cocaine user. And there are no end to these stories of just people ripping each other off, people doing really dangerous and stupid things because they couldn't get their hands on clean needles. And I think it's important to focus again on one concept, harm reduction. You know, a lot of people might listen to the idea of legalizing drugs and they'll say, well, I support legalizing marijuana, but I can't see legalizing all drugs. What you see, don't- it's even, in some ways, it's even more important because the, the potential yes. harm is, is so much more if we don't deal with those things, with those problems. And they are, we were acknowledging the problem. There, there's no doubt there's a problem well, with some of these really it. strong drugs. Right. Some people um, don't want to. And it's important to acknowledge that problem and to try to address it. So... Yeah, I mean, that's that's the idea. <laughs> so, uh, so harm reduction is an idea that will that takes into account reality. See, the people that believe that uh, the the war on drugs is valuable believe that well, we can just change people. We can just threaten folks with violence, and then they'll behave in the way that we say they should. And they're they're under this utopian belief that that through violence or through anything that they can change people. 
that well, they can. And that, I think they're also comfortable with it's. They're okay if they fail to change them. They're okay with them suffering for it because they deserve it because mm-hmm. they're bad people. They they're the doing rules. something they they're right. doing something they're not supposed to be doing that they don't approve of. And if that causes them to suffer tremendously, then they're fine right. with that. But it's a real. I think it's an easy way I think to cut totally off empathy. Okay with it. Yeah, that's a that's an easy way for them to cut themselves off from from actually empathizing with a drug yeah. user, with a drug addict, somebody who would if you steal dehumanize from their that person. If you de- if you dehumanize them enough, then you don't have to care about them. Well, anymore. and they do make it easy. Drugs, you know, drug addicts do make it easy. Sometimes they do some really inhuman things to one another. And sometimes they do it to people that aren't even drug addicts, like it, break into people's homes and, you know, rob people, etc. It makes it, it definitely makes it more challenging to empathize. So if you want to stop these uh, sorts of behavior, there are ways to go about doing it. And ending drug prohibition is the way to do it. But don't take my word for it. Please, 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 please go check it out for yourself. Go ahead. Go to Law Enforcement Against Prohibition's website, leap.cc, and you'll see a whole group of police officers, former cops, who understand this issue. They're not just coming at it from the side, you know, with an opinion. These are people that have been involved. They have busted people for drugs. They've spent careers doing it. And they realized, maybe at some point during their career or afterward, that what they did was wrong. They were hurting people, and they realized that while drug use is tragic and drug addiction can be horribly destructive to an individual and their immediate family, it's a personal tragedy, and using violence to solve it, using the war on drugs to solve it, an attempt, a desperate, pathetic attempt to solve it, it creates more problems than it solves. That's I what violence that's, does. Yeah, in, in any case where people try to use violence to solve problems, it always – you might see some anecdotal evidence of some good happening from it, but there's always going to be more harm than good. Absolutely true. So I'm all about harm reduction. Living in reality where it's a good idea to help people, to offer assistance to people who want to get help, to people who want to quit being addicted. That's good. That's harm reduction. That's helping people. It's voluntary. It's consensual. Um, Harm reduction is about helping people reduce the amount of danger that they're in. It's about accepting the idea that, hey, some people are going to do things you won't do. Some people are going to try risky things. Some people are going to jump off bridges. Some people are going to take cocaine. Some people are going to shoot up heroin. Some people are going to do these things. No matter how much advertising you put out about how bad these things are, no matter what kind of tactics you use, no matter how persuasive you are, no matter how great your campaign, your anti-drug campaign, someone's always going to try it. Someone's going to get hooked on it. And I am not callous like some of these people, and I don't want to see these people die because that's a waste. It's a waste of a life. It's sad. And I think that most people understand that. And, and I think and, most people would want to reduce misery that. all around. There are people who love them. They're going to – who are not drug users. If you don't care about the drug user, at least care about the people who are close to them. Yeah. It's so, going to create misery all around. So that's the idea behind decriminalization. If you look at Portugal, for instance, where they've had drug decrim for about a decade, there has, has been an incredible reduction in drug addiction. Like by fifty percent. I wonder what their crime. I wonder about crime too. So it's all exactly as you would predict. If you go and look into it, the guys over at Leap have done this. Mm. You know, if you pulled up the reports and look at the details, crimes down. The addiction actual drug addiction is down. That doesn't surprise me. Again, I think that some of these uh, some of these harm reduction tactics 
can be the first step that can lead to getting off of the drug. That can get, that can lead to ending the addiction. Right, because I mean, it can but, open but, up but, pathways. Yeah, it, it, weren't there. These, the the drug war is a roadblock to that. So your thoughts are welcome. Let's go to Tyrone, listening in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Hello, Tyrone. Hey, uh, Ian hey. and Dale. What's on your mind tonight? Um, you know the drug thing, and um, you know it's a shame that it happened. It happened there because I would you, you would never think. Well, I would have never thought. But you know it's been going on in in in, in the quote unquote urban communities, and this is every day, and it's not it's never a big issue then. <laughs> and you know now you got. A little, uh, well, I didn't say a little. You got a, a white teenager got killed up in Keene tonight, yesterday, or whenever this yeah. happened. And now it's like a, it's like an explosion, at least on Free Talk Live. And I'm well, like, I mean, we live here, right? I mean, nobody outside of Keene is really going to pay attention to this. It's just going to be another dead drug dealer. It's just the, it, it's exactly. It's just that this is where the show is broadcast out of, so it was more personal. Tyrone, hold that thought. We'll come back to you here because I definitely want to hear more of what you have to say. Because there's no doubt there are places all around this country where this is commonplace. Now, that doesn't mean it hurts anybody any less. It just means that some people are able to turn their noses up at it and ignore it because it's not in their face. They can busy themselves with other things. That doesn't make those deaths any less tragic or any less damaging to those families. 800-259-9231. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or New Egg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or New Egg? That's right. Start your Amazon or New Egg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's a group of liberty-oriented people coming together to work toward achieving liberty in our lifetime because we're not content to just sitting back and talking about things that go on. We're wanting to do something about it. We are doing something about it. It takes time, though. But more importantly, it takes numbers. It takes an amount of people who are active and are willing to do things, who are getting active to to actually accomplish freedom. Because it does take effort. And numbers help with effort. So please, if you're interested in freedom, if you're interested in achieving liberty in your lifetime... Please go to freestateproject.org to learn more about a movement that has already attracted over 11,000 people to sign on and say, I will move to New Hampshire and exert as much effort as possible to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Uh, you can go and get the exact statement of intent. I mean, you have to understand what liberty is. You have to agree with, you know, in order to be free, you have to allow other people to be free, which means allowing someone to make a personally self-destructive choice and offering them help. Being there for them in whatever way you can be there for. It just means not responding with violence. Yeah. You can respond all sorts of ways to help a person, but responding with violence is not helpful. So go to freestateproject.org, learn more about what we're up to. That's why, Dale, you and I are here in New Hampshire with, thou- like, a, think about a thousand other people that 
are here as part of the Pushing Free State it, Project. Off the close, I believe. But that doesn't include – that thousand number doesn't include the number of local liberty-loving people who've been here their whole lives. It doesn't include yeah. those folks. We keep uh – I, we keep teaming up with them. A lot of people show up and get in, get in, get interested who are locals. You know, I didn't go to this memorial today. There was, again, it's a young man was murdered in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. We'll actually get back to Tyrone here as well uh, in Georgia. I didn't go to this memorial with the purpose of handing out flyers to people and recruiting them, as uh, some people have accused, like, you know, you're just going to show up uh, with a megaphone and... <laughs> You know, start start proselytizing people. No, that certainly wasn't uh, the intent. But I did meet some people, and they recognized who I was. One guy was like, oh, you're from Cop Block. I've been thinking about getting active. How could I do that? And so, you know, this may be something that inspires people to get active who previously haven't been. And, it, and it's unfortunate that it does take personal tragedy for some people in some cases to do something. But un- But that's reality, right? Sometimes reality has to smack you across the face in order for you to pay attention. Tyrone in Georgia, you're in the thick of it, uh, lived, lived in urban areas talking about how, you know, killings happen there all the time. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I didn't live in any urban areas, but I'm just saying I live right outside of Atlanta. So there, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot. Atlanta has a horrible crime rate. I, that's my hometown. So, well, anyway, um, I'm just and I don't mean to make light of the guy getting killed up there today or whenever. When did this happen anyway? It was early this morning. Okay, but today, yeah, I'm just saying. My thing is, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a war on drugs, have a war on all drugs, or don't have it at all. Because pharmaceuticals are by far worse than any street drug I have ever come across. The addictions the are pretty profound to uh, things the, like the number of deaths from them outnumber illegal drugs dramatically. People yes, just, and it, it, sometimes they're mistaking them, or even un, even under prescription, even following prescription advice, even following the advice yeah. of their doctor. There's a lot of deaths from them. And it costs a hell of a lot more. But you have to understand um, that powerful corporations have lobbied and paid the government to have those drugs uh, be legal and uh, distributed massively and even subsidized. So there's, that's the that's the really big difference here. There's money that's going to the state apparatus that's keeping those drugs, even though they're incredibly dangerous, keeping them flowing like like well, I water. I guess Tyrone understands that. Go ahead, Tyrone, with your thoughts. Well, um, I just want to say it was a, it was a it was a uh, case up in I think it was upstate New York maybe a month or two ago, where a guy broke into a uh, well he didn't break into he walked into a farm uh, pharmacy, and he killed like four people just to get his hands on some whatever he was looking for in, in, in the pharmacy there, and he just slaughtered four people for that. Yep. And these drugs are illegal, so the whole war on drugs thing to me is just like it's just. I, I just crammed to understand how was this thing still going on. It's crazy. Well, why is it still going on? Well, because you know the uh, the government profits from it. Essentially, it's it's a it's a major funding source for a lot of governmental agencies. So they have an interest in continuing the war on drugs because well, it's paying their paycheck. And you know, on the other hand, you've got politicians who benefit by touting this "I'm tough on crime" uh, viewpoint, and both Democrats and Republicans tout this particular viewpoint. Uh, you know, the more time we put people in prison cells, more effective of a politician I am uh, is essentially how they promote themselves. And like it or not, there are a lot of people in America that just don't pay attention. They just don't know. And so when they hear these politicians saying these things, then they, they fall in line and they believe them. And, they, you know, and, and the stories about illegal drugs, you know, and how bad they are because it's always in the street. But if you legalize everything and make everything accessible to everybody who wants to use it, then you cut out crime overnight, at least 50% overnight, I'm sure. 
and you can tax it or do whatever you need to do and let people do whatever they want to do safely. Oh, okay, Tyrone. So you just want to let your kid, you just want to let kids get their hands on drugs, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm t- if you if you legalize marijuana right now, I guarantee you, whoever don't smoke marijuana ain't gonna go run and go get marijuana. It's a very I very few people. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Most people that want to use drugs are using drugs. It's not, not hard anyway. to do now. Anyone with just with the most with just a modicum of precaution can can do marijuana. I mean, it's it, obviously millions of people are. So yeah, it's also yeah, worth pointing really out, by the way, that uh, when you've got prohibition. Drug dealers are interested in – some drug dealers are interested in well, continuing people uh, to get on more products of theirs. So they have an incentive to introduce, say, a teenager that's just using marijuana to something like cocaine. This is where the gateway drug – Something more addictive and more expensive. Right. This is where the gateway drug concept really exists. Marijuana itself isn't going to turn someone into a coke addict, but hanging around with the drug people in the drug culture may very well do that. Well, I smoked uh, weed for a lot of years when I was in high school, every day almost, and mm. I never did anything but that. Me neither. Yeah. Most, that, most don't, in, in fact. high school. It's, it's, <laughs> it's only when they look at it backwards. They look at people who do harder drugs and find out, oh, they did marijuana to start with. So marijuana obviously caused them to move on to harder drugs, but they don't look at it from the other direction and look at how many people smoke marijuana, and then that's all they do. Tyrone, any other yep. thoughts for us tonight? No, I'm, it's just a shame what happened up there tonight it or is. today. And, uh, it's I a shame just, uh, everywhere it happens. Yeah. Thanks for um, the call, man. I, I appreciate hearing from you, dude. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's this, the, other, the other, you know, you're talking about the different motivations and why the drug war keeps going because it's in mm-hmm. the personal interest of certain people to do that. It's, it's job security for a lot of police because right now, yep. you know, most of the people being locked up in prison, which is dramatically higher in this country than in any other country, are in there for drugs. and. Yep. The the other thing about it is, you know, when, when when police stop someone and they have an opportunity to search their car and possibly catch them on marijuana charges, that, that that's that's another thing that is fueled by the fact by the fact that it's illegal. The, the whole idea of having a substance that can be illegal ends up fueling all these illegal searches and confiscations as well. Confiscations, yeah. There's there's money in it for the state. Yep. And in some cases, cars and homes. I mean, they'll take property from you. Yeah, you know, even you know, a lot of that I understand. Even if they get, even if they're shown to be innocent later, good uh, luck it getting it matter. back. Yeah, good luck getting it back. I don't. It doesn't happen. Usually. Or especially cash. There have been stories about people who've had their life savings taken out of a bank account because it's assumed somewhere. it's a drug money. It's drug money. Right. If, if you have more than say ten thousand, I can't remember how much it is. It might vary. Any amount of thousands amount, of you know. dollars, the cops are going to assume you're uh, that you're a drug dealer. Yeah, you might just be someone who doesn't trust banks. And look at what that's banks right. are doing lately. And look at what's happening. I mean, that's that's not surprising. A lot of people are not going to be very trusting of banks uh, in the near future, but they're all going to be considered drug users. So if you have a story that you want to share, maybe you can relate to some of this discussion, whether it's about drug addiction, uh, whether we're talking about cocaine or, as Tyrone pointed out, pharmaceutical addiction. A lot of people do the same things. I mean, I had a roommate at one time who was shooting up oxycodone. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and the deaths are way, they way outweigh the illegal drugs. Toll free number 800-259-9231. Harm reduction, drug addiction, 800-259-9231. Share your thoughts or you can bring up absolutely anything that you want. Plus other prohibition related news. Uh, i got a prostitution story out of New York City coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high visibility three dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do so by joining the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And it means that we'll take three bucks a month from you and toss it in with a, a bunch of other people's three bucks a month. And we'll reinvest that into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board as well. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only uh, forum, podcast, and more. Once again, amp.freetalklive.com. A lot of different issues springing out of one horrific event and that is the murder of another uh, of a young man for allegedly a drug deal gone bad and it's something that was completely preventable despite the uh, beliefs of people who support drug prohibition or uh, people that uh, just believe that drug users are bad people and that therefore you know even if you were to legalize drugs that you know this would still go on and sure there are some people out there that do wrong and yeah Teenagers are going to be, well, they're going to make some bad choices because they're teenagers. They don't have experience in life. And so inevitably they're going to make mistakes. They're going to do stupid things. They're going to be irresponsible. But adding in the punishments of drug prohibition into a life of a teenager is not going to help them. It's not going to get make them better. Even just a marijuana charge will destroy a teenage uh, uh, someone's opportunity for college, all sorts of college opportunities and things like that. Getting scholarships and it, 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 that alone is just massive. And 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 how ridiculous is that? I mean, like you said, young people do make mistakes, and then they get older and they get wiser and they mature, but they can't mature out of these 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 blots on their record right. and things Those like that. Those will hang with them forever. That's 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 such ridiculous overkill and and re- such a ridiculous response to something that should be you know a, a learning experience yeah. that they that they grow from and then and learn. It's a huge waste. So as an example uh, to that end, here is uh, one of the critics who, you know, these people are too chicken to actually call into the radio show. And I suggested over the blog at freekeen.com where we've been talking about this, uh, when I suggested somebody call in, one of the critics call in, oh, you're just trying to promote yourself. <laughs> it's my blog. My radio show's linked there. I mean, Prometheus Unchained, your radio show is linked there as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, clearly... There's always promotion going on here of, of these radio programs. But I honestly want these people to go ahead and, and you know, give their ideas a voice. Please, let's hear you explain it yourself because it's not, it's not as fair for me to come on and reword what it is that uh, the critics say. It would be more appropriate for them to speak to the audience themselves. Clearly, they want to be heard. They're posting over at Free Keen. But I guess they don't want their voices to be heard. I think that's, that's what it there's is. There's so much cowardice. Yeah. There, it, you know – 
To, well, they, using they, anonymous names like Ian is an S-bag. Let me give you an example of what they yeah. have to say. You speak of lifting prohibition like it will cure the dirtbag problem. Lifting prohibition may reduce violence, but it will not end it, as you have been claiming. Well, okay. No, of course that. it's not going to end violence. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, what's wrong with wanting less violence? Yeah. It will be if, significant. If you, if, if you can, if they're, they're conceding immediately that, yes, there'll be less violence. So why isn't that a good thing? Go talk to law enforcement against prohibition. They will tell you it will be a significant yes. reduction in violence. Maybe 70, 80 percent of violent uh, crimes and property crimes will disappear literally within, you know, probably weeks of uh, of this happening. I mean, yeah. if, at least if the market might is take allowed a, to truly I was going to say over. it might take a little bit of time as the market uh, opens up. As people, Depending you know, on the, it depends on the decriminalization. Like but, if tomorrow, because for a while the the same people will be will still true. have all the drugs and and that, but that could that would change over time, obviously. Right, but if tomorrow you actually. Uh, you know, you had full decriminalization, which is, of course, completely unrealistic. It wouldn't take long for the market to respond because if if people knew that tomorrow they could openly start selling cocaine, you know, I don't think it would take too long for corner markets and such to start stocking it. Even if they mm. were getting it from the same old black market sources, who knows? I mean, it, how the market would change in the absence of that violence, that original violence of prohibition that's, that creates all of this other violence that kind of stems out of it. I think you'd probably see a change uh, with, within weeks. So back to this uh, critic here. So alcohol prohibition reduced alcohol-related violence, says the critic, but it did not end it. We still have alcohol junkies initiating violence against their families and the public at large, which, by the way, alcohol is a, da- a dangerous, dangerous, hard drug, De- a depressant. It's one of the, the hardest drugs out there. It's but, it's but, been ranked up there with yeah. heroin as far as its addictive and and hard drug qualities. It's nasty, but and, we're still better off than we were with it being under prohibition. Right, that's how the many, point, no doubt. And how many people? And I've never made the claim that all violence would go away and that dirt bags would go away completely. But how many people who've been on psychedelic mushrooms have hurt their family? How many people who have been uh, on the cannabis have hurt their family? Talk oh, you can talk to oh yeah, talk to any cop and ask them what would they prefer? What would you rather do? Go and deal with a uh, an alcohol an alcoholic or someone who's really drunk? Do you want to go deal with a drunk or you want to deal with someone who's high? And yep. and any cop tell will tell you. you, oh, I can easily deal with a high person. They're not Absolutely. they're not prone to violence. They're they're chilling out. Uh, you know. Uh, you, you can certainly make complaints about people who smoked a lot of pot not being maybe not being motivated and things like that. But compared to a drunk who's violent, you know that that look, you know the difference there is obvious. Prohibition, he says, did not cause or she who knows completely anonymous. Prohibition did not cause the dirtbag junkie uh, to become addicted and place such a low value on human life. The reason why junkies behave like dirtbags is because of the situation that most of them are in. They are in a situation where they need to get a fix and they will do what it takes. If that means to give somebody some dirty drug dealer a blowjob, that's what they'll do. If it means to sell themselves on the streets, that's what they'll do. If it means steal from their grandmother, it, they will steal from their grandmother. They will do what it takes. And anybody that has known someone in this position understands exactly what I'm saying. 
And if you believe that somehow that problem would stick with us to any significant extent in the absence of prohibition, just means you don't know what you're talking about. You just don't understand prohibition. You don't understand its consequences. You don't get it. Please take some time to learn about this. Go to Law Enforcement Against Prohibition's website. There are plenty of other great sites with real, hard information that you can check out. Look at the studies. Look at Portugal. Look at the reductions in, you know, in crime and addiction and all these things. If you don't have the criminal aspect around drugs, you don't have a lot of the criminal aspects around the drug users. Period. That's not to say there won't be scumbags and people who go way too and, and, deep and in. And it's not utopia. It doesn't mean right. all the problems are going to go away. It just means we can find better solutions. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a great start. It's a lot, a lot of harm reduction right away, and it's a great start for actually, you know, looking for some reasonable, realistic, nonviolent solutions to these problems. This tragic death, he says, was not caused by prohibition; it was caused by addiction and disregard for human life. Yeah, it's not really a total disregard for human life. These these drug addicts don't really want to rob their grandmother. In fact, I was talking to some of these folks that were at the memorial today, and some of them were amazed at how these two individuals had changed. Because they had been friends, apparently, from what I understand. And the people that were there, one of them was telling me that you know she, her kids had played baseball with the, the alleged killer not too long ago. Yeah. And you know that they'd spent a lot of time with him, and that you, know, you never would have thought. Well, that's because drug addiction changes you. It can change you. And when I'm talking about drug addiction, I'm talking about like hard drugs like cocaine. It changes you. And then when you've got the the money factors that are coming in about how you need to get that money, those changes will result in you doing things you never would have thought. Oh, yeah. I've seen, you know, there's a commercial out there showing someone snorting up everything that they own, their Mm. car, their house, their everything, you know, it's just being and. And 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 there's there's an aspect to that that's, that's yeah. true. It's, it's it's there's a powerful addiction and and it's really expensive because again because it's illegal because it's a black market drug drug that's what's making it so illegal and so so there's some, there's a truth to that. It's just uh, unfortunate that that is being contributed to by the drug war that is being amplified by the drug war. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather them uh, not be. Uh, having their life be destroyed by the addiction before they can even b- re- try to resolve it and get help and do something about it. Uh, again, harm reduction so that we can start doing taking steps to help people. 1-800-259-9231. That's the most uh, empathetic position is the, the position of understanding that people are going to do drugs and that we need to do what we can to offer help, to offer good information, which, by the way, that's something that really suffers in the black market is good information about drugs. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're getting it now because of the internet more so than ever before. But you know, hitting the streets with information—that's very, very. Uh, you know, your average drug dealer isn't handing out usage pamphlets with his product, with good information on it. Just doesn't happen in the black market. There's more coming up here. Hour three, your chance to uh, share your thoughts about this or anything that you want. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Do you have experience with drug addiction? We'd love to hear your story. It's free talk live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. The 
is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of these airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. So, uh, don't forget, you can join Dale over on his website, flamingfreedom.com. That's his radio show, Prometheus Unchained. Great show. Once a week. Download it. Enjoy. Uh, flamingfreedom.com. It's an LGBT-oriented, uh, liberty-themed uh, talk radio program. So, once again, flamingfreedom.com. Now, uh, we've been talking about prohibition all night long, so let's stay on that theme. Uh, though I feel like we've pretty much hammered every possible aspect on the uh, the drug prohibition issue. That's uh, it. Issue. Everyone should be convinced now, and the drug war should end <laughs> any, any day now. Oh, if only it were that easy. If only we could just make a logical argument to the ether <laughs> and have uh. it immediately grant us the manifestation of our wishes. Uh, yeah, we're a little ways away from that. We need actual people to come here and get active in order for that to happen. So much of human society does not seem to be motivated by rational thought. I, I don't well, know why. Uh, this is, it's the, you just know, not even meant if you, to be. Even if you can't use rationality, you can still appeal to emotion on this issue in, yeah, in some ways. You would think so. But uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, you, it's, there's a moral issue here of that it's wrong to, uh, to stop But again, from, uh, there's this dehumanization of drug yeah. users. You know, when you picture this woman that used the dirty needle out of the beer can, how many people are like, ugh, she just deserves whatever she gets, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I, my, my empathy... You know, my heart goes out to that person. Absolutely. But, no one wants uh, to be in that Apparently it doesn't for everyone. All right. So 800-259-9231. Another area of prohibition worth discussing is prostitution. And it is in the news again. Uh, NBC New York reporting that Brooklyn District Attorney Charles Hines described Wednesday's prostitution bust in which 17 people and five corporations were indicted as a major takedown. The alleged pimps operated escort service websites that raked in more than $7 million in the last three years. When a reporter asked Hines to describe the significance of the arrests, the veteran prosecutor said confidently, this is pretty big. In all, prosecutors accused 17 alleged cyber pimps of using five different websites to advertise high-priced escorts. The website URLs include addresses like highclassny.com, angelofyourchoice.com, and Discreet, uh, excuse me, discreetclub.com. Despite the fact that nearly all of the suspects in the prostitution ring have been arrested and charged, NBC New York found the websites they used to facilitate the business are still operational. Phone number clearly printed on angelofyourchoice.com homepage led NBC New York to a receptionist who offered to book an escort named Jane for $600 per hour. Now, these aren't wow. your typical street whores. These are girls that are a little more upper class, shall we say, the in-call slash out-call girls, the ones that will come to I your hotel room. I need a job room. like that. Right? <laughs> I, I'll tell you, $600 an hour. I mean, I'm sure they, they don't get all of that. but No, no, the pimps, you know, the operation cut. is going to get but some. But it's still a lot of money. They're getting paid lot. well, I guarantee it. Yeah. And uh, and this is a this is a way to do prostitution that's a little safer uh, for the girls and for the Johns. It's it's rare that you'll hear about a story like this, which is why the cops are God. We were seventeen people. We really cracked down New York prostitution. Now that'll put a stop to it. Nobody's going to be sleeping with somebody for money tonight in New York City. 
And if you believe that one, I've got a bridge to sell you because it's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, prostitution is called the oldest profession because it's not going anywhere anytime soon, no matter how much crackdowns uh, happen. This is so much like the drug war because, once again, if, you're, if, you're, if you want to get people out of prostitution, if you want them to have better options, if you want them to be safer, if you want them to get less STDs, all, all the things that you – all the horrible things that you might associate with the prostitution trade, again – Harm reduction. It's 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 your the first step is in in the prohibition, and then you can start finding better solutions for these things. Absolutely. In uh, fact, a lot of the street prostitutes. You talk about diseases, for instance. A yeah. lot of them are in the situation they're in because they're looking for drugs. It ties right oh, back into yeah. the other prohibition. Uh, and and the legal prostitution that is happening. It's just amazing how low their incidence of. Well, actually, it's almost it's almost nothing. You mean uh, out in the, Nevada? The, the, their for incidence instance? of yeah STD transmission and things like that. It's very it's, low. It's it's extremely low. Less so than most people just having casual sex outside of prostitution so back to the story here she's on 43rd and broadway that's the carter hotel i think said the unidentified voice when nbc new york took a hidden camera to the hotel a blonde woman who called herself jane answered the hotel room door after a few pleasantries she outlined her price schedule 600 for one hour said the self-described model she insisted any cash she might receive would be for her companionship only but detectives say angelofyourchoice.com is really a front for pure prostitution. As though there's something wrong with selling sex for money. I just don't get it. I don't understand what the problem is. Do you? Can you explain it to me why this is so wrong? 800-259-9231. Is it just because some priest said so a long time ago? Somebody in authority there's... decreed it? Is that why it's wrong? It's It, it, it offends a lot of delicate sensibilities. But it's people okay. have uh, their notions of how everyone should be living their life, and they're control freaks, and someone is not living their life the way that they want them to. Like you know, like living your life where some people might go out to a bar and spend a bunch of money on drinks and or dinner or you know some sort of gift yeah. or whatever, with the hopes of getting into you know bed with somebody. That's okay. Yeah. But actually negotiating a specific price schedule for services performed, whoa, well, criminal the, activity. You no, know, you're not paying a prostitute to have sex with you. You're paying a prostitute to leave afterward. <laughs> that is – it's true. It's true. You're, well, paying for the, you're paying for just for a straight you – know, there, there's something to, like to what you said, just getting a nice, extent. straightforward, honest transaction. That's because a, that's the rest a good is joke. so dishonest and so, you know – it's a good joke, Dale, but it's not entirely true. Isn't that the whole truth? It's not entirely true, but it's it's a lot. It's yeah. a, there's a lot to it. There's something to it. No doubt, there are people that just want to get the deed done. But on the other hand, a lot of uh, clients out there are likely the kind of lonely hearts clients that really yeah. do want to spend time with. Uh, with oh yeah, someone of the opposite I, I think sex. There's, there's, I think there's the opposite that happens where someone gets with a prostitute and would like it to turn into something more, which is very and unlikely. It's usually, the prostitute that doesn't want it to turn into anything more, and they just wants to keep it business. So when asked why the escort website are still operational despite the arrests of the site managers. Spokesperson for the Brooklyn District Attorney said the investigation is ongoing. Mikhail Yomplowski, the alleged leader of the prostitution ring, faces 25 years in prison if convicted on charges including enterprise corruption and money laundering. 16 other defendants face the same charges. Go New York City! Crack down! Show them what's for! This will stop it! <laughs> Or maybe not. Maybe, in point of fact, 
there's never going to be a reduction in the the demand for sex, and so therefore the other people selling sex are thrilled that they that yeah. someone just got got um you know off well, yeah. the market. That now they can raise their prices. And- that makes me wonder, Dale. Do you think that the city investigated this on their own, or were they perhaps encouraged to by the old Jack Shack escort service phone book companies? You know, the ones that haven't moved into the 21st century. Maybe maybe these uh, old school service providers were jealous that somebody figured out how to set up a website maybe that's what this is maybe they're maybe it's the established jack shacks in new york city because you know they're there the lingerie shops and these places that are a little on the seedy side you can go in if you know the right questions to ask you can kind of get special services what do you think the chances are that it was one of them that gave the idea to the district attorney or to the, the police to say, hey, why don't, why don't you go pick on these new guys down the street? We've been paying you guys a long time to leave us alone here at the Jack Shack. So why don't you, since we've been paying you off, you know, turn to, to look the other way, here, we'll give you some more money and you can go and shut down these three websites that uh, we're, they're really causing a problem, you yeah. know, making it easy for customers to find their services and we're too uh, out of the this loop. Is- Exactly what to expect when you make violence a viable. When you try to make violence a viable solution, would love to hear from you with your thoughts. Whether it's on drug prohibition, drug addiction, prostitution, we're all over the prohibition map tonight. Here, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves, and you know, it's one of my pet issues. It's because it just reaches into so many lives. Prohibition destroys so much in the name of helping people, ostensibly. Uh, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. Once again, 800-259-9231. You can join us online. We've got news updates. You can get signed up and follow Free Talk Live whenever it is uh, there's something you need to know about the show. You'll know it first if you're on the news updates list over at news.freetalklive.com. Follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever works best for you. News.freetalklive.com. Now then, have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too darn expensive? Jurisdictionary is the course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules, and until you know their rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the 4CD course is so easy that the average 8th grader can learn it in a weekend. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com, grab some free tools like their free legal dictionary, free videos, free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, and then you can buy their course over at Jurisdictionary.com. Dot com, and you can use their pull-down menu to check out and let them know you heard it on Free Talk Live. Jurisdictionary.com to your phone calls and your thoughts. Mike is in New York. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. 
Hello. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I don't think that you guys have enough respect for the police. Well, well now, why would you say now, that? Well, the police do a lot of good. I mean, look at all, look at everything that they do. They keep drugs off the streets. They keep criminals. <laughs> okay, you no, are silly. You now, yeah. I, if it, You're being sarcastic. I'm silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not being clearly sarcastic. A call. You're clearly. not being sarcastic? I think more cops need parades. We need to celebrate these police officers. They, they get a lot of parades, it seems yeah. like. you got to turn. Okay. I don't know if it's your cell phone. Or there seems like there might be an echo in the background. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't believe that you're really Are you really serious? Please. Uh, would you look at all the good the cops do? And you've never had a good experience well, with you know, an officer. Sure, I, I have. You know, it's, it's like Adam Kokesh says. There, there are good cops out there, and it's just a shame that the bad apples in there make the other 5% look so bad. Well, yeah, it's true. I think, I think the bad apples, I think they just... They need to realize that they're appreciated. <laughs> we need to hold the bad officers. We need to hold, they need to have parades for themselves. We need oh, they the do. Parade. Hold parades they, for the bad officers. They actually you know, do. That, Frequently, these uh, police officers who are maybe, you know, they've burdened someone house, uh, someone's house down or, or murdered somebody, shot a dog. Uh, frequently, these cops are given uh, parades and are promoted and such. Yeah, well... It's just I don't think they're ever thanked for their sacrifice, you know. Well, Mike, now is your chance. Go ahead. Let's go. Why don't you read a soliloquy for them? Uh, I, why would I? Why would I have a soliloquy just prepared? Oh, already? I don't know. You seem. I'm like... just saying, you guys are out here throwing out this hate speech. I think I misused soliloquy I, anyway. Did we? Did we say anything about cops tonight? I don't know that we did. Well, uh, I think oh, I mentioned I earlier how the sheriff. That. I think yeah. I mentioned earlier how the sheriff um, came and destroyed the memorial. Nice satire, Mike. Thanks for the death. call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You know, there's no shortage of people that really do feel like the There's cops. a whole lot of butt-kissing going yeah. on for cops out there. I don't believe Mike was a real cop supporter because of what he was saying there. But, right. uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The cops the don't parades. keep the drugs off the streets. Just a, a quick right. news flash. <laughs> Some of them are selling the drugs. No doubt. Uh, and there's no shortage of those stories either. But hello, uh, the, the, the cops can't even keep drugs out of their prisons. You yeah. are living in a fantasy world if you believe if you believe the story that because some cop made a bus somewhere because they found 20 pounds of pot or something like that, that the, that's going to do anything to even dent the drug distribution network. You don't know Jack about uh, the illegal drug world. 800-259-9231. Talk to the guys at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. I can't recommend them enough. I may not agree with them on every single aspect of what they want to do because of the Law Enforcement Against Prohibition guys, you know, ultimately they're in the system folks. They're people that believe in the in the system and they just believe the system's broken and they just they should fix it. And I support what they do, I support them speaking out against prohibition, speaking out against the war on drugs, and advocating for positive change. I just don't support going with like creating a legal structure for distribution or having the state uh, distribute it or these different proposals. I agree. I, I, I still I, – I think that's probably going to be the, the – it seems like that's the only way we, that the state can imagine handling it, and it would still be better than the black market. It would be better. Uh, I, I'll concede that much, but I agree with you. I don't – I still don't. I don't see that as a solution. I, if anything, it's a step toward, <laughs> step toward it. Well, it's actually a step beyond the solution because mm. the solution is decrim, decriminalization, yes. which yes. is ending prohibition. That's it. Just end prohibition. End it. Let people sell and distribute and advertise and do whatever it is they need to do, and let the market decide. So let stores decide to what age 
of a customer they sell it. Let uh, magazines and newspapers and radio stations and TV stations decide what sort of advertising to accept and let the market decide how to handle distribution of these products. If you, if, if you go swing the other direction with the pendulum, you're right, Dale, it will still be better under a legalized situation, but then you're creating a new government bureaucracy to regulate it. Oh, yeah. uh, you're creating taxes to enrich the state, which is, again, another criminal gang. The only thing that sets that criminal gang apart is that they uh, will they to some extent will have to sell the drugs in the open, so there will be some level of of eyeballs on how they behave, and that to a small extent keeps them in line. They're still violent; they're still yeah. willing to enforce their violent monopoly, uh, but at least they still have to play like they have legitimacy. They still have to pretend as though you know they're somehow accountable. It's not worth much, but it's better than the the drug prohibition violence. Yeah, it's better this than this aggressive. Violently, aggressively going after people over drugs. Let's continue with your thoughts and go to Captain Ned in Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Hey, Ian and Dale. How are you guys doing? Hey, dude. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I'd like to comment on uh, this whole drug thing and uh, especially, like Dale said, stealing from grandma. I'd like to kind of make this a grandma-themed show so everybody kind of relate to it. (laughs) But uh, this war on drugs is going to go the same way the war on liquor went and the war on the passenger pigeons. It's going to be a lot of broken glass, memories, and feathers, you know? And guys like Joe Kennedy and Al Capone, they loved the war on liquor. Sure. Fortunes were made that you can't even imagine. They're still bopping around the banks. Gigantic fortunes were made on this, these wars. Absolutely. But even what you, what you said the other day, uh, last week, about aspirin, making the analogy between aspirin and drugs, it's exactly right. This stuff is worthless. It's, it's like aspirin and grass clippings. And if you look at Afghanistan right now, there's been, never been more poppy production, I don't believe, than right now. Why do you think? We have to pay the Taliban to protect our tanker trucks coming in there. There's one road that goes through Afghanistan, guys. It's hmm. unbelievable. And people don't realize this thing is just all about cash. You cannot stop this stuff. You couldn't stop liquor. You're never nope. going to stop it. Not only could you not stop liquor, but uh, drug prohibition, excuse me, alcohol prohibition actually made liquor more prolific than uh, spirits like uh, beer and wine. Exactly. And, and like Dale said, any cop will tell you, and I've known a lot of cops, the worst guy to deal with is a guy who's drunk. I mean, there's our, there are some bad drugs, but Absolutely. all in all, li- liquor does much more damage than all the other drugs combined times 10. And it's I've, one I've of, seen it personally. It's one of the drugs that most likely to kill you quickly. Like yep. you can overdose on alcohol and be dead really quickly, or black out and do something really stupid and do something really out of personality as well. Thanks for the call, uh, Ned. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But no one in their right mind would propose bringing back alcohol prohibition. Not even for the children. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live because hopefully people learn their lesson on that one. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features there that we give to you for free, including listening options. You can go and get tuned into our streams. Around the clock, the latest episode of Free Talk Live awaits you over at listen.freetalklive.com. And our 109 great radio stations across the country, plus satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air satellite channel. In addition to that, the webcam and the listen lines that light on. Listen from any phone that can dial long distance. Get the details on how to get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we continue with you and your thoughts, Prohibition. Uh, all the different aspects of it, from drug prohibition to prostitution. We've been all over the map here tonight. Uh, let's go to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Frank. Yes, it's an interesting topic because ultimately uh, vice crimes, if we want to call them vices, and the only people that supported prohibition were was really the emergent organized crime and little old ladies' temperance unions. Mm -hmm. And basically, that was the biggest support for prohibition. And what's interesting about it is that it really didn't stop people from drinking. In fact, alcohol consumption, even during the Great Depression, was uh, very high. So what I want to say is this. Of course. Uh, Prostitution, the same thing. When you look at the fact that in Europe, prostitution has been legal in many countries. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was legal in the 19th century in France, where the prostitutes had to meet uh, medical examinations every two weeks. It was legal in uh, Norway, Sweden, you know, Scandinavian nations. It was legal in Germany. And we know during the Weimar Republic, uh, with the period of hyperinflation, that was really what put food on the table for many German families. And all you have to do is go to the work of, let's say, uh, read uh, Christopher Isherwood's Berlin Diaries of the period and things, and you begin to see sort of how in a time of tremendous economic crisis, you know, the vices come out and they tend to keep people uh, alive. And when we saw the breakdown in the Soviet Union, we saw the same thing. You had lots of prostitution that became, whether it was legal or not in Russia, it became a big business in a sense because, you know, the uh, system had collapsed. Well, people never, wanna, people never stop wanting to get off. and uh, People you know, are looking for escapism in right. hard times. It's, it's, entertainment is another and industry also, that tends to do yes. well during times of hardship. Yes, but it's also a way for people when they have nothing else to provide for themselves and their families. As nasty as that sounds, true. that's the fruit of our capitalistic uh, economy, economic model that's all over the world. Just think of Vietnam and all of the women that worked as prostitutes when the French were over there and, and had their war against the Viet Minh, and when the United States was over there fighting. I mean, you know, it was an amazing thing. And what's sad about it is the fact that the system, the powers that be, allow it to occur as long as their 
making their money off of it. Just like right, if you're CIA an approved dealer, drug, yeah, drug trade. Right, right, if you're an approved dealer, like I was talking about before, with the Jack Shacks or the lingerie shops uh, that are, you know, many people know these are fronts for prostitution. And in fact, they in, in some cases have connections to the city or to the police right. department, and they they pay people off to look right. the other let's, way. Let's legalize it. And if you look at even the Catholic Church in after the Second World War in Italy, especially in Rome. I mean, there are cases in the police files and in the popular culture where the church was prostituting its nuns to generate money during Whoa. the period after the Second World War. And that's really? a fact of life. Yes, that's That's, that's, uh, that's news to me. I never Google heard that one before, Frank. Google it and start looking this up. Boy, so can you I imagine say, how much money fair. someone would pay to have sex with a nun? Well, all I'm trying to <laughs> that say would is be this. huge. All I'm trying to say is this. Let's be honest about it. And if if people want it, let's be open about it and legalize and allow it to happen. You know, we had drugs available in the nineteenth century at every general store up until the nineteen twenties. You could buy lots of People need to be open about opium. it. And you know it was cheap and there wasn't crime associated with it. I mean people right. granted the cowboys had to have it in case they twisted their leg trying to rope a calf. But the point is, this was available, and it didn't cause secondary crime, and it was yeah. affordable and cheap. And many of the wealthy families of the United States were involved in the opium business. The, the uh, uh, Eisenhowers, I mean, we could go into a whole list of families that you know, made their oh, fortunes. Yeah. The Russell family of the Russell's Trust that set up Skull and Bones at Yale, that's a prime family that made their fortune on opium trade with India, backed the opium wars, uh, you know, all sorts of things. So let's well, right. Why would the people it? that are benefiting from drug prohibition, whether the police or the high-level drug dealers, Correct. want to end their cash cow? Yeah. Right, because it, 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 it caters to their pocketbook and it allows right. them to have power. As long as the, 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 the upper-level guys are protected and they just have to sacrifice some of their low-level street dealers from time to oh, time. Oh, yeah. There's so many levels care. of separation. Right. Yeah. They're constantly trying to get those guys, but that is a major expensive... So they claim. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> but there's people so who's, who's job, it's job security right. for them to go after yeah. them in endless pursuits of the big guys, even though they're... Right. Like, that's almost an, uh, an almost unheard of thing to happen is actually get one of the big guys. Right, they're more likely to die from competition Correct. from another gang than yeah. uh, get Correct. caught by the cops. And ultimately, you know, there was a great Chinese philosopher that was a thousand years before Confucius that wrote this thing about the king. If the king is allowed to have sexual freedom and sexual pleasure, then everyone should be able to have it. If the king is going to, you know, uh, prohibit certain things uh, for himself, you know, and the people, then he should, or if he's going to prohibit things for the people, then he should prohibit it for himself as well. The point is, we need that honesty, and I'm going to be very honest. What allowed prostitution in the 19th century to function and thrive legally in Europe was the fact that a tax was collected, and you didn't have sort of the need for pimps and people beating each other up and doing all mm-hmm. of this crime. So, in a sense, the regulation through the taxes provided some security. Uh, you know, for these bordellos well, and things. No, no, and no not only that, is- I mean, that was a long time ago, but if you look now, look today, uh, and thanks for the call, Frank, appreciate hearing from you. If you look at prostitution today over in these other countries, we had a young lady contact us and talk about her experiences working in the red light district of Amsterdam. 
And there are some buildings where part of the price you pay as the prostitute to rent out the room, because you're basically you're renting the room to operate in, and you know put, get some clean sheets on there, etc. Uh, but part of the price in uh, renting out the room provides you with service. There's a button that you can press. You press that button, some big burly guy comes into your room and solves whatever problem you're presented with. <laughs> and guys that are out there, they know this stuff exists. And so I'm sure the word gets around on the street that you, you don't mess with the prostitutes like that. You don't you don't go into these buildings thinking you're going to throw them around and, and hurt them or whatever it is that uh, the sick dudes out there want to do. I mean, some girls might let you pay for those services, but not all of them are, are interested in the, the yeah. rough and tumble stuff. Uh, but Probably I, most aren't. Yeah, I agree with Frank, though. I think that uh, it's it's really something that people should be open about. And, of course, that's part of where this problem comes from, is the idea that sex is bad. It needs to be shoved under the bed. Don't tell anybody that people are having sex or having sex for money. Well, we can't be having that now. Let's just pretend like it doesn't exist, and then when it rears its ugly head, we'll just bat it down like at a you know at an arcade machine where the snakes pop up, and we'll just keep batting it down and pretending like we're doing something about this. All the while destroying people's lives uh, in the process. It's just so tragic, and it never ends, and it never will until the war on drugs ends, until the war on prostitution ends. And then we'll see a reduction in some of these behaviors, but it won't ever truly go away. 800-259-9231. And to believe otherwise is to be is to believe some sort of crazy utopian fantasy. People call us utopian. Yeah. yeah. 1-800-259-9231. Enough time for your thoughts. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Moments remain. Just enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call right now. 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site. They're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program, you can go and support the show uh, in different ways. One of those ways is by learning how to promote Free Talk Live. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com in order to accomplish this. We have web banners for you. We've got graphics with which you can make your own graphics, your own T-shirts, or whatever it is you want to use our graphics for. Feel free. There are no intellectual property laws around these parts. So you just go right ahead and uh, have yourself a good time with whatever there is over there at promote.freetalklive.com. And again, we'll continue taking your thoughts, especially if you've got thoughts on uh, ending drug prohibition, maybe an addiction story as well. It doesn't have to be of illegal drugs. Uh, There are plenty of really horrific and frightening uh, and useful uh, stories about people being addicted to prescription drugs. So don't uh, ignore that just because they're not 
fully illegal. And of course, uh, ending prescriptions is also an important step in the world of decriminalization as well. Because I think that's something Ron Paul has talked about. Has he? he? I believe so. That's good to know. The more people can talk I, about this, the better. Someone can call and correct me if not. But I, I, I believe he has talked about how that, that is actually a problem. Of course, the initial uh, objection that comes up in that case is, well, wait a minute. You're just saying people could go and buy whatever prescription drug they want to? But yes. what about doctors? People would be self-medicating. What would you say to that one? I would say that doctors are great for advice on that, but that, but that there's, there's plenty of cases where I think, uh, again, people who can't – there's people who can't afford to see a doctor and not being able to get any medication at all – is you know when there's a lot that people can do to educate themselves about about things and and if they you know it's it's a form of for people who are poor they they can they can actually and the drugs would get cheaper if they mm-hmm. weren't prescription drugs there's the other thing uh it would do a whole lot for you know anyone who cares about people having access to medical care should be for ending prescriptions Absolutely. And then you won't have uh, the violence that's associated with that trade either. There's there's violence in the prescription drug uh, black market. I remember one story we talked about where there was, I think it was a manufacturer of some kind of prescription drug down in Connecticut that actually had their their distribution warehouse broken into. Mm. And they like cut a hole through the ceiling, basically, rappelled down. I mean, this was a serious operation. Well, there's a lot of money in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these aren't like your average yeah. crackheads, right? Right. I mean, these are serious gangsters who are literally coming in like Hudson Hawk style, coming down from the ceiling <laughs> and uh, jacking pallets and pallets of uh, this stuff. Literally, 18 wheelers full pulling away in the middle of the night from this location. I don't know if they ever caught the guys. That's a serious it's, it's, theft. It's a, it's a serious operation because they can they can justify the expense and the and the planning for such an operation because exactly. there's so much money involved. Because they're getting it at – in that case, they're getting it at next to zero cost. It's whatever cost the cost of the trucks were, the cost of the uh, you know the guys, the agent's so time. The, the, to, they're taking a lot of risk. But see, all that was right. very well calculated. Yeah, you know, it probably cost them a few thousand bucks. You know? It probably cost them a few thousand bucks. They probably already knew the people with the trucks, so they just paid, had to pay the you know to rent the, the trucks out. Out, and they, you know, had wh- whichever guys that uh, are, you know, their professional uh, thieves that do this stuff. They paid them their uh, their money to get the job done. They probably paid them well because if you're getting pallets loads of drugs, you can spend several thousand dollars on the heist and distribute that out over the cost of all the drugs that you get, and you're still looking at literally probably a few cents per pill is what they is what they paid, and then they take them on the street, mark them up to five, ten, twenty bucks a pill, yeah, and then they turn around and make. Buku bucks on that. All of that would go away if you just made it so anyone could go get whatever drugs that they wanted. Those drugs would not be so expensive, again, which would be wonderful for poor people. Uh, any, you know, it would be, the, the drugs would, uh, it would help across the board for drugs to be a lot less expensive and it would certainly reduce the crime associated with them. There's no doubt about it, uh, except for anybody that doesn't pay attention. Then you've got doubt. If you don't pay attention, if you uh, don't look at the facts, then you'll have doubts about what we're saying. Wow, that's yeah. not true. We need the government to stop kids from using drugs. We need this and that. No, 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 no. It's all been contradicted. It's all been proven false. All you have to do is take the time to look at it and think about it. And if you don't believe me, please find someone you will believe. <laughs> believe a cop. Law yeah, enforcement check it against out prohibition. Yeah, check it out yourself. There's a bunch of cops there that'll tell you the same exact 
thing. And all the information is there, and it's been there for years. And the, the worst part about this is it's been going on for longer than alcohol prohibition. People haven't learned. They're repeating the same mistakes of the past. This isn't hard. It makes sense. Now, what can you do about this? Right? Because it's one thing to get on the radio and bitch. It's one thing to identify a problem. It's easy to identify problems. But identifying solutions is a little more difficult. So what can be done? Well, unfortunately, there's likely going to have to be some inside-the-system work that's, uh, that's going to take place here. I know it's difficult. I know it's obnoxious. It's a pain. It takes forever. But in order for things to change, you have to change people's minds on the outside, and eventually that will manifest into just inside the system changes. Unfortunately, it's, it's a real slow uh, trailing time on that, in that uh, you can change minds on the outside like a lot of people understand marijuana should be legalized, but it's still illegal. You take, I, take uh, a poll. <laughs> I, you know, when the culture shifts, the politics will follow, but I'm not going to be one of those people that does any of that politics But work. it's behind by like 40 years, it seems, doesn't it? I mean, they were talking about legalizing marijuana in the 1970s, and they're still talking about it today. We're closer now than we've ever been, but as you pointed out earlier, Dale, just legalizing or decriminalizing marijuana doesn't solve this problem. Right. That doesn't stop somebody from getting murdered during a cocaine deal. Because as long as coke is still illegal and as long as those other drugs are still illegal, they will still be treated in the black market as a black market product, and that means violence. Yeah. So when you're ready to end the violence, speak up. Talk to your friends and neighbors. This is one of those topics that is like off the table in a lot of, a lot of cases. You look at uh, like presidential debates, for instance. This topic, until Ron Paul was not in the presidential debate. And if it came up, it was a comparison between who's going to be the the hardest on drugs. Yeah. So now you've got Ron Paul and Gary Johnson coming into this I think a lot of that just really needs to be dispelled. I mean, when when it comes to prostitution, when it comes to drugs, when it comes to these things, there really needs to be this attack on the shame tactics. There's the shame tactic of that just sort of keeps it out of conversation at all. Or if you do bring it up, you do it so cautiously like so carefully so as not to offend. And right. I'm like, sorry, people are dying over this. It needs to be discussed. And you need to be able to, you need to be uh, willing to come out and talk about it completely shamelessly. I mean, look at me, look at you and me. We're on the radio across the country, uh, openly advocating for the end of this drug war and the end of prostitution, uh, or prostitution prohibition, excuse me. And, and uh, I think that what, that's what needs to happen more, is there needs bit. to be a dispelling of all the shame, you know, and the, the myths. It, all the myths and all the shame associated with it, because uh, that, that's I think that's really what's stifling any progress is that everyone anyone who talks about it, they do it so cautiously as not to def- to offend. And and they're trying to do baby steps like, oh, we can talk about marijuana legalization, but we can't talk about cocaine. I mean, yeah, but but the whole point is it, 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 the, for all the reasons why you need to time. legalize marijuana. The, the reasons are even bigger why you need to legalize cocaine and, and any other any of those stronger drugs. I mean, the, the dangers of the that prohibition, because it is a more dangerous drug, uh, are, is, is even greater. And that's one of the things the I like about law enforcement against prohibition. Mm-hmm. They aren't just a marijuana crew. Yeah. They are against prohibition. That's the idea that needs to be destroyed. 
Mm-hmm. And as long as you're, like you're saying, nibbling around the edges on medical, just do medical pot, they're sick. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the political people are going to do that. They're going to yeah. be cautious. They're going to go to politicians and say, look, uh, we're just, this is, this, you know, they're, and they're going to seem, and they can certainly come across like they're being, you know, the reasonable ones. And this is all relative, of course. And that's fine. You know, uh, you, you can, you can, you can, I, I, if, if the culture out there is shifting dramatically away from all the shame, uh, and by the way, I know shame. I know shame tactics. I'm, I'm a gay man. I've been, I've had shame tactics used on me, uh, for, and, 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 and against my rights and equality mm-hmm. with everyone else for, for decades. I know the shame tactics. Uh, I don't buy into that bull malarkey anymore, and, uh, I'm not gonna do it. And, uh, the same thing needs to happen here. And that when the, when you have the culture, when you see this, I think when there's a dramatic culture shift away from all that shame that's been attached to the drug war and the prostitution war, then you'll see politics having to, it'll have to follow, it'll have to follow suit, even if it's a little behind. So in order to change all of this stuff, action needs to occur, and that means if you love liberty, you want others to be free as much as you want to be free, get your butt up to New Hampshire, freestateproject.org. Sooner we can get thousands more people here, the better. That's it for tonight. Uh, more, of course, about this case and more at freekeen.com. We'll be online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.